Hello, Warrior. Welcome to another exciting episode of Unovation. And Unovation begins with a Y-O-U. Basically, it's talking about renovating the current you, making you into the best version of yourself. And that would be, you know, what we call personal transformation, personal development. Um, this podcast is powered by the University Academy, also a Y-O-U, the university. And you can follow us on Instagram at welcome to you. University. Remember, I spelt it as Y-O-U, then university, N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y. It is an amazing academy that handles teachings, learnings, everything that has to do with personal or spiritual transformation. Uh, yes. Okay. So my name is Chisobamo Febu. I will be your lead teacher on this podcast. Um, I hope that it becomes, you know, something that you can always fall back on to, you know, um, empower you, to encourage you and to direct you. Um, the word of God says in Isaiah 48 verse 17 that the Lord gives us, you know, he he, he teaches us what is the best for us to do, the best thing for us to do. Then he also directs us on the right path to take, you know, on the, the on, on the right um, journey to be on. And so basically the ultimate teacher in essence is what I'm saying is that the ultimate teacher is the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that Jesus said it's expedient that I go that the Holy Spirit may come and that he will teach you and he will guide you into, into all truth and he will comfort you and he will basically be both a companion and a and wise counsel for you. And so today I just want to honor the Holy Spirit. If you know me then you know I don't do anything without honoring God whatever it is, whatever it is. Because I understand that the truest transformation, the most lasting transformation, the most powerful, the most productive transformation is spiritual transformation because the Bible says that we are spirit first, you know, so any other investment you're making in just your personal transformation will become useless eventually because this world is run by spiritual forces, spiritual principles, spiritual laws, and everything you want in life, success, wealth, money, courage, confidence, all of them are in custody of one, in the custody of one spirit or the other. And that's what the Bible says says that you know that god says that we will combat the spirit of fear you understand the spirit of fear meaning again remember what i said that everything we want everything that is good everything that is evil is in the custody of a spirit one spirit or the other and we combat the spirit of fear with the spirit of love with the spirit of power and the spirit of what is sound mind so this is basically how those be simplified it for me do you want wealth then understand that wealth is a spirit so you have to ask yourself how do i get the spirit of wealth to want to come and make a home with me how do i get the spirit of courage to want to come and make a home with me how do i get the spirit of fear out of my life by investing in housing the spirit of love the spirit of power the spirit of asama how do i go about it so these are some kind of mini gods how do i go about getting them attracting them into my life and that is a conversation and uh and uh, an episode and altogether new number of episodes to discuss that but let's come back to this the burning question in everyone's heart is why do i not have the courage why don't i have the courage to do what i need to do there is so much power there is so much productivity there is so much of a blessing that is on the inside of me i literally feel it it is like fire shut up in my bones i cannot rest but every time i want to put to paper to plan every time i want to gather my gather all the pictures i'm seeing in my mind so that i can make it you know make it 
something coherent and cohesive that anyone I speak to about it can comprehend it. Every time, even when I'm able to do put the vision on paper, even when I'm able to put it together and put the vision together, the, the pictures together into one cohesive vision, I still don't have everything becomes I planning, 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 but never doing. Why don't I have the courage to do? Why don't I have the courage to do? Now, I will first of all, let's go back to what I said. One of the things that I said, courage is a spirit. Everything good and everything evil, everything that is a blessing, everything that is a curse is powered by spirits. And the Holy Spirit is the father of all spirits, right? Yes. Now, um, the Bible also says that the Bible says is the father is the commander in chief. You know that God is the commander in chief of heaven's army, basically. And the Bible says also that he, for God has made His angels spirits and His ministers flames of fire. But the Bible also said that God made us a little lower than angels, meaning that we, are in our cause of personal pursuit for personal transformation, in our cause of personal transformation, we have to understand that spirit you know, is one of the places we need to get to. Then the Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 13, 13 that this is also one of our, this should be one of our chief goals in our journey for personal and spiritual transformation. So is that we come into the, that we as believers will come into the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is the ultimate goal. Because when we become as Christ in form and functionality, in how he looks and how he presents himself and in what he can, his capabilities and capacity, when we become that, then we have reached the apex of transformation on any level. Meaning because there's nothing Jesus cannot do, there's nothing he cannot command, and there's nothing he cannot get right, and there's nothing he cannot, you know, you know, on, he, cannot, he cannot produce, right? And really that's what our goal is. Jesus was absent. Jesus, when you think Jesus, you think zero fear. And basically, as human beings, that's really what we are wishing will cease to exist in our lives, fear fear and the Lord says we combat fear with the spirit of power and what is power power comes from knowledge we combat spirit knowledge of who your God is knowledge of who you are spiritual identity your spiritual knowledge of your spiritual lineage your spiritual inheritance your spiritual um um um, heritage, you know, and so you also combat with the spirit of love. Your Bible says, "Perfect love casted away fear," and so basically, that's coming into the knowledge of God's love. You cannot love if you do not know how loved you are by God. It is the love that He shows you that opens you up, that fills you with capacity to love other people the way He loves you, you know. And so, when you are loving other people, there will be no room for you to suspect them, even if they are being evil towards you. All you are moved to do is to love them. And the Bible always says that we should. There is no applause. There is no gift. There is no prize to be won when you love those only love those who love you. But that the true test that you understand love is and is is that and that you're my disciple is that you love those who do not love you and when you can love learn to love those who don't love you their fear will not creep in you won't spend time suspecting them you won't spend time you know you won't spend time trying to get one up on them you won't spend time time hating them once because once hate comes once doubt comes once anger comes in fear comes in immediately that spirit comes in once all the spirits are having a party in your life anger you know doubt you know uh, uh, um feelings of hurt pain then the spirit of fear will come and join the party he also says you have to have the power of a sound mind the sound mind means the bible says also that this is one of our goals that we may have the mind of christ see the mind of christ was so so linear 
he knew what he was here to do there was zero distractions it is when it's when you don't know what you're contending for in life then everything will be an option when you are not clear on what you're contending for in life everything is an option and once everything is an option that's therefore everything is going to you are going to be living a life of distraction and deceit instead of discernment hallelujah praise god you know so when you have a mind that is so steady so grounded like christ jesus christ is christ's mind then you understand that there was nothing anyone could do even when peter was trying to empathize with him and you think oh you know what let me just sit down and allow peter empathize with me he was like get the behind get the away from me you demon you satan because he saw the spirit operating behind peter he saw the spirit operating behind peter right he saw it and he knew that was the spirit of distraction the spirit of deceit if he had given it one second he would have been thrown off track and start to pity himself and pity his situation what was about to happen to him no no and then remove his eyes from the prize that was going to come to him the prizes that were going to come to him when he was done with his assignment and you know so once you allow pity come in once you allow fear fear will come in fear likes all those kind of parties it doesn't need to be invited it will just come in you know as when you understand all these things that everything you want everything that is good everything that is evil is in the custody of your spirit then it makes life a lot easier it makes the process of personal and spiritual transformation easy so the question is why don't i have the courage the spirit courage is a spirit the question that has to be now it becomes how do i attract how do i invite how do i magnetize how do i convince the spirit of courage to come and stay with me now the holy spirit is in your life so when i say come and stay with you it might mean like i said i'm saying the spirit is outside no the holy spirit all these spirits of all these good spirits are in the holy spirit he is the father of all spirits so and all the spirits are a dimension of him are dimensions of him so if you want the, the courage dimension of the holy spirit to show up in your life that means you have to do what you need to do to activate it so what does that spirit like and let's let's go to when talking about what does that spirit like we, we will go to um the verse in the bible that says write down the vision habakkuk 22 verse 22 um 22 verse 2 Write down, if I got it right, I think, write and write down the vision. Make it plain. A lot of us stop at that first line. Write down the vision. See, when the spirit of courage comes, only comes, only gets activated in your life, when it is seen that you are certain of what you want. Now, it was clear to Jesus where, what he was here on earth to do. But then he was taken, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says in Matthew 4, that he was, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Now, what, when we hear tempted, we don't understand what it means. The Holy, he had come to earth, right, with a vision. And he spent a couple of years, 33 years before he now activated, started active ministry. Now, in 33 years of relating with human beings, seeing other human beings pursue things that, you know, he was sent here. So his, his pursuits in life would have to be different from the pursuits of other human beings. It's the same way that you have a goal in life. You know, you have a burning desire to do something. You're called to ministry. And ministry is a totally different journey from the journey of being called to be a business mogul or a, 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 a Bill Gates, you know. Or, or Steve Jobs, 
or jobs rather you know so it's different but if you're on earth long enough you know and you haven't really started work in your in towards achieving your goal whenever you see people like bill gates achieving things doing this you want to now find yourself copying copying their patterns you now leave your own your own goal your own street your own path and start moving with theirs and that's why the holy spirit took jesus into one of the ways reasons why jesus holy spirit was taking jesus into the into the into into the wilderness was for him to they wanted to make sure that he was still clear on what he was called to do on earth that in relating with other human beings one way or the other his his vision had not become blurry he had not started desiring what other people had and the best way to do that and that's why you know sometimes the holy spirit will come and tempt you with so many things and god will allow certain trials to come into your life it is a pruning process god wants you to want to what's want to, god wants to see wants to see you come to a point in your life where you are now so clear because you know the pruning process what is the pruning process especially when it comes to visions and goals and destiny is to say god devil up will now present you with so many options like he presented eve hallelujah so many options hallelujah with he presented eve with you know and the option was i and and eve because eve did not know what she already had that she was already a god god had given adam naming rights adam named everything that we have now the water the sea the animals he named them and so you i mean that means you are literally operating as a god the bible says it was made they were made in the image and the form and function of god so they were made to look like god and also the ability given the ability to function as god but because they did not know they didn't spend time understanding their identity their inheritance their lineage and their heritage when devil came with distractions they were distracted when devil came with deceit they were deceived and so now jesus was coming the bible says that adam was the first adam and jesus was the second adam he was coming to undo what the first adam had gotten wrong and so he had to go now into the into the wilderness to be tempted and that everybody was waiting the angels were waiting the holy spirit was waiting jesus was waiting no god was waiting rather just to see the 20 they were just waiting to see what decision if god jesus was going to make the right decision and not be like um, Adam and be tempted and distracted. So it was a pruning exercise, as 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 much as as a um, 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 Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Hallelujah. Ekalasi tiniminasa hab kebarusa na ma Holy Spirit malisa and I need to continue. Holy Spirit, thank you so much. So he was giving me a revelation of something that I would probably talk about now or later in a, in a later episode. So the praying exercise, and the Bible says that when he passed the test and was not deceived by the by the devil, the devil left. And the angels came and ministered. You mean that the angels were there? You know, sometimes we call in, we say, oh, angels, oh, angels, angels have, the Bible says angels in Hebrews, angels have been, the Bible says that angels are sent to minister to us. Their ministry spirit sent to serve the heirs of salvation. We are the heirs of salvation. Hallelujah. And they are sent to serve us, right? Yes. 
So we expect that whenever we are in trouble, they should come and immediately remove us from the trouble. But not all trouble is a tr- is trouble that we should be removed from. Some trouble is trouble that God allows for us to prove. The Bible says that angels, we are the school that angels come to. Hallelujah, right? You've heard that. You've read that in the Bible. We are the school that angels come to to learn about God. And also, when God allows certain trials and tribulations in your life, it's for you. The angels are watching you. They are learning from you. They want to see. It's for you to prove something to them. It's to teach something to them. So some, don't expect that angels will come and minister to you in every problem time. They didn't minister to Jesus when Jesus was being tempted. They didn't come and bind the devil. Because angels don't have, you know, they didn't come and bind the devil. They, because it, they needed Jesus. They, Jesus was a school, was, in, was, was now a teacher. Teaching them, he, they, he was a school they were attending. And they wanted to see, is it? Because they've been wondering, what is it about man that God you want to, you know? And so Jesus was also there to prove to them that man, it is possible for man to serve God at the highest level of loyalty, at the highest level of righteousness. And so they were looking at him. So the fact that Jesus in flesh form, with no power of his own at the time, the Bible says that he came down leaving all power up in heaven. He came down as a full human being, feeling what we felt, being tempted by what we were tempted by, yet overcoming and succeeding and conquering. So the so Jesus in that this thing, this, God was trying to use Jesus to prove to the angels that my investments, that my faith, that my obsession with human beings, that my belief that human beings can make me proud, that they will they will become perfect vessels to be used by me, that they will even operate at a higher level than use angels, higher level of obedience. It is not a it's not a waste. It's not a lie. Let my son Jesus go and prove prove it to you. So devil was being was tempting Jesus with everything that would normally be a distraction to the human me, human mind and human des- em, em, desires, and you know, and Jesus won the battle. And so the angels learnt a lesson that they like, oh okay, so there can be human beings that can operate at the level of angels, at the level if I say higher than angels, at the level of G. Now Jesus now became, oh. Holy Spirit, so much to learn from here. Jesus now became the standard. So, oh, wow. If Jesus can do it, then he went about raising disciples after he passed that test. The Bible says, angels came to minister to him after he passed the test. Now, which goes back to why you are not having courage to do what you need to do. You are asking yourself, angels have been sent to minister to me. You said, God, I'm, I will never be without help. Why am I not being helped? The reason why you are not being helped is because unlike Jesus, you have not made a clear, distinct decision to do what he has called you to do. You are hearing, you are having quickness in your spirit as to what he's calling you to do. But you are being distracted by what other people are telling you it's the right thing for you to do. And so God is seeing this this ambivalence in your spirit. He's seeing it and he wants you to make it right because God will not give into your hands something so powerful that he's not sure that he's not seeing that you are sure that you can handle okay god was going to give jesus this great power but he needed to be sure that jesus was certain and his eyes were fixed on what he was calling him to do 
And so you will not see me. And then angels now came to me starting. The reason why you're not seeing angels minister to you in your journey is because the fact is that you are telling people, this is what I want to do. This is what God is calling me to do. But on the inside of you and also in, in your spare time, you are focusing on other things. You are being distracted. The Bible says, take up your cross, leave everything behind and follow me. Some people are taking up the cross, but they are not moving because they are still looking back. The Bible says, when you put your hand on the plow, do not look back. There is a lot of looking back that is happening with us in our journey. Now, and you are looking at a Bill Gates. A Bill Gates was probably ordained to be a Bill Gates. And that is why he's having so much success because Bill Gates left everything behind to become who he was. He left the uh, people's understanding and ideals of university education and all those things. He left it behind to become who he was. Same with Steve Jobs. That's how you look at a Bishop Oedipo and say, oh, I want to be a Bishop Oedipo. You might not be called to be a Bishop Oedipo in that capacity, but you might be called to be a Bishop Oedipo in your marketplace. And so if you're looking at him in the right, in the wrong, for the wrong, for the, with, for the, with the wrong motives, you will never be able to, you always be playing catch up and you will never be able to catch up. And it will seem like, God, what's going on? Angels, the angel spirit of courage, the spirit of wealth, the spirit of um, um, discernment, the spirit of empowerment, they only come when Habakkuk 22 verse 2 is in operation. First time when, when you have, when you know that, when they only come one, when, when you have, you, you have been tried and tested and unlike Adam, you did not make the right, wrong choice. And like Jesus, she made the right choice. Then they will not come and attend to you. They will not come and attend to that vision and goal of yours. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Then also, another time when they will come is that, okay, now you now know what you want to do. You are now certain of how you are going to go about it. The Bible now says in Habakkuk 22 verse 2, write down the vision. A lot of us will now put down the vision. I want to become the best, the world, the, the greatest general for God on earth. Like, you know, like Pastor Ayobabalola, um, like Bishop Oyedekbo, like Kenneth Hagin, like Ellen G. White. I want to become that. That's the vision. But the Bible now goes further to say, this that same scripture goes further to say, after you have written down the vision, that your two-line, three-line, five-line vision, make it plain. What does it mean to make a thing plain? Break it down so that they who see it, so that the herald who sees it may run with it. The reason why you are not getting anybody to partner with you on your vision is because both human beings and both spirits is because your vision has not been, you are not clear and your vision has not been broken down. Now I will now, and since we have that understanding, I will just say some things which I'm going to flesh out in another episode. I'll just say some things which I'm going to flesh out in another episode. There is something called, and so how do you make your vision plain? That is what we are going to be addressing. We're going to be addressing it using systems thinking. And we'll show you how Jesus also did systems thinking. We're going to also address it by using the principle of firsts. It's a principle that has been in existence for over 2,000 years now. Which means that it was a principle that started in Jesus' time. And it is a principle that Elon Musk uses till date. And that is why he's so widely successful. So, 
look out for the next episode of Univation. Thank you so much, guys, for joining in. Please share and broadcast and follow us on our Instagram handle, our Instagram page with the, using the Instagram handle, Welcome to University, which is Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y. So um, I will see you on the Instagram page. We're also on Facebook at Chizabam or Fable. Um, do not miss the second episode because that is this is where the question will really be answered. You know, we have handled the spiritual side of things. We now want to handle the um, the operational side. Okay? Have a blessed, blessed day. I love you. God loves you more. Bye.